Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. All right, our kid, how you doing? All right, boy. I'm all right. I'm all right, fella. It's you I'm worried about. How are you? Full. Had an early lunch. Oh, God. You'll regret that later, boy. You'll be starving four o'clock. And I had a big lunch. I didn't have any breakfast. Uh, I didn't have time. And I ordered a new burrito. What'd you get? Subway. <laughs> Horrible. I mean, lush. <laughs> I was going to say, I've seen, <laughs> I've seen some of the stuff going down your throat. Gullet. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Family pod. Um... Would you have meat? Tell me you have meatballs. Nah, stay away from all that. It's like, it's like when I go to McDonald's, I stay away from the fizzy drinks. Just go water, not an animal. What'd you have? I had a foot long. What's the point in six inches? That's, that's my wife would say. Uh, <laughs> uh, wallop. The first one. Still married. <laughs> starter wife. She's been a good starter wife to you. Make all your so mistakes far. with the first one. Always said that. Yeah, but she, I mean, she is, I did, I did hear the other day, she is, she is looking to move on. Anyway. Yeah, and her English is coming along really well now. <laughs> <laughs> I had a, uh, a foot long wheat, plant-based wheat, uh, BMT with ba- Hang salad. on, bacon? No, no, it's not bacon. I'd, Italian BMT, it comes with like bacon. three different mates, meats. It's like um, chorizo maybe, salami and ham. Well, okay, what, what's the BMT though? I don't know, mate. I don't make the rules. What does it stand for? It's not bacon. <laughs> and what is it then? Is it Italian meats? Is it like Balotelli? Um, He's a footballer, isn't he? <laughs> Mastro Giovanni and Tommaso Allen. What is it? <laughs> well, you're going to make me Google what a BMT is now. 
What does it stand for? It has to be bacon. Well, I hope I it's corn and you didn't know. I mean, it couldn't be. It's B. It doesn't make sense. Um, Black Forest ham. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Manchego. What is it next? Spicy pepperoni. Uh, meaty. What, did, what does the BMT stand for? <laughs> Product this details. Is ridiculous. The Italian BMT sandwich filled with salami, spicy pepperoni, and black forest ham. Big, meaty, tasty. Get it. Oh, is that what it says? Big, yeah. meaty, tasty. Okay. You see, all right, fine. That's like a it's like a it's like a meat feast pizza, isn't it? Yeah. It's like a pl- got, like a platter. Do you know what my do you know what my problem is with that? My problem with it is well firstly is my One gulp, my dub, all gone. My dub, yeah. I just I just get my jaws going and feed it in like a wood chipper. But mm. I um we used to get back to Bristol Airport. Well, two problems I got with it. One is get back to Bristol Airport from all our away games. And there's a subway right there. It's the only thing still open. And we'd just all go there and bang it in to the point where playing in Europe once, it was like, you know, and then Newcastle, Europe, Europe. You had three or four weeks in a row flying away games. And I got back. And by the last week, I just, the smell made me feel sick. And I went and had one anyway because I was like, dig in, mate. Mm. It's worth it. Golden 24 hours after a game. You can eat whatever you want. And on the bus, I was just like, this is actually rank. And I put it down. Never had one since. That must have been 12 years ago, boy. Oh, you want to come out with me, mate? Have it. I'll get you back on them. Do you know what the, the most depressing subway I have is at Mercia Airport on the way back from La Manga. Do the Wasp, Wasps Classic Golf over there, right? So oh, it's, yeah. It's three or four days of lads, lads, lads. With Scrivs. Yeah, with Scrivs. With Captain Scrivs. And it's an early flight back as well, back to Bristol. So it's like a seven o'clock get up. You've got to try and pack your bags the night before. Um, sometimes I just want to climb inside my golf bag, zip it up, and write, just take me. <laughs> One of them. Um, but they've got, a, they've got a subway in the corner there. So it's about a 10-minute queue because it's quite a small airport and it's quite a busy flight and everyone's bag. feeling low, so they want a subway. Yeah, so we get over there, stand in the queue, um, eat that as quick as I can. Then they've got a tiny duty-free, and I've got to get the kids something, so I just get them like a little M&M windmill with a couple of M&Ms down the tube <laughs> and then then after that after that I'm going to go over to one of the bars and grab myself an ice cream to soothe my throat normally like a Solero or a Cornetto and I just sit there on my own I don't want to sit next to anyone I go as yep. far away from anyone as I can sit there eat my ice cream and then rest my hands on my knees and my face rest my elbows on my knees and my face and my hands <laughs> just buy time yep just think by tomorrow I feel better, day after that better, Wednesday brand new. No, not quite. Yeah, not quite. Good month. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's, but I, I take now and again, what I say now and again, it's probably twice a year I will let the kids, there's a subway opposite the um, cinema down here and I'll, there's a Nando's in the cinema and I'm always like, girls, got to go to Nando's before cinema, that's the drill. It was the drill when I played. It's the drill now. But they are just not as keen on it as I am. Subway's their favourite. But they have to have the wheat bun and they have the half size on the six inch one. They have turkey and salad. Mm. And it's not that bad. But they love it. They think it's really naughty. But my second problem with Subway, and you're not going to like this. This is like me pulling apart um, TV series. It's I know 
that I'm putting really shite quality meat in my mouth. And that breaks me a bit. Mm. When it could like, be grass-fed organic that, field of flour. Yeah, having said that, Mackie D's, I throw it down me. So I'm a complete hypocrite. Mm. You know, Mackie D's, I mean, it ain't field and flour, is it? But once, once every six or eight weeks, a Mackie D's is very tasty indeed. One, one of the boys caught my mate Bubs from Gennaro. Um, Rainbird caught him because in Panath he's got uh, Pink Pig Towers where he operates from and he videoed Bubs reverse parking um, right outside. <laughs> you boys video each other doing everything non-stop eating mainly. He's, re- he's reverse parking and it's quite a tight space and he, he just he just nudges the car behind him a little bit with his bumper eye. <laughs> Then you can see him looking around left and right. He doesn't want to get out of his car straight away. He's waiting for He's waiting for, just <laughs> in back. case. <laughs> then he gets out of his car. And the only way I could describe it would be if you ever catch someone walking out of an adult shop and they just have a little, little look left <laughs> and right. <laughs> and then, uh, then he gets himself a Subway salad box, probably double chicken tikka, honey and mustard sauce, no cucumbers, don't believe in them. And... Uh, and a bag of crisps as a chaser. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh my gosh! And you wonder, and you wonder what. I remember watching. Um, no, he did six thousand calories today, mate. And spin, told me. Oh god, that's yeah. Yeah, my mate, right, Bud- my mate Budgie lasted half hour. This, he was right. I think got, I think got really embarrassed because the instructor came over and started turning up his his gears. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you lazy pig. Um, Toby Booth apparently ran. Um, ran a spin class in Bath in the mornings, like a fitness oh, yeah. first. Apparently, he's awesome at it. And you see him walking around, and he is proper calfzilla. Mm. Like he, apparently, he's awesome at it. Um, not by the by. I remember catching um, catching one of our S and C coaches, our fitness coach, coming out of the private shop in Bath. Mm. No, we're literally yeah no. Uh, no, I long, think it's not actually. Might have a long term lease. Often they do. Yeah. Still there, <laughs> yeah. And, he, <laughs> and it turned out we we're driving along, and we're literally I'm driving home with a couple of lads, and from training, and we just complete coincidence. We drive past the pawn shop, the sex shop, just private shop with no windows. You know, it just says a private shop, and we've never been in genuinely, but you know what's in there. And we just see him walking out. I won't say his name, but we see him just walking out, and it is absolutely perfect. Toot the horn, yeah. And he's just thumbs up like he's, and it was hilarious, ringing all the lads, texting all the lads. It turns out he had asked me that day, I need to get a mattress. He just moved to town or whatever, moved flat. I need to get a mattress in my bed. Where do I get it? I said, oh, mate, you want to go to whatever it's called, Beddy Buys or whatever it is, across the road from this dry cleaners on this road. So he had just pulled up, seen the dry cleaners and walked into the shop directly opposite. <laughs> and it was for mattresses. I mean, in a sense, mattresses probably are involved in that shop but it was a complete accident but the poor bloke took a hammer in and then someone mentioned it yeah. on a night out like his wife was there and stuff and it was you know thought it was we all thought it was quite funny she didn't know um, and it offended her because it turned out she she was not that religious people are more easily offended but that sort of thing um, she didn't didn't appreciate that spiritually and it turns out she didn't swear either so we never saw her again why'd you buy her a cricket bat why, why have you got a javelin in your bag <laughs> Yeah, so it's almost good. Um, anyway, so mm. I'm doing I'm doing this podcast in the sitting room, a drawing room, drawing room, mm. it's in the sitting room, and it's so cold that I've got a hoodie, a jumper, and a t-shirt on, and a blanket, and a pair of socks. 
It's so cold in my house, mate. I've got the heating on. It's so cold. You know, last week we were having a chat about how to keep warm during games. Well, um, long-time listener, first-time caller, Andrew Cotter. Always listens. Yeah. Um, often when he's out walking. Yeah, trudging, trudging. Just with, a dog, just with a dog lead, no dogs. Bruno, yeah. Bruno, where are you, Bruno? <laughs> yeah. Steve, Steve. Uh, well, obviously, it's Mabel and Olive, isn't it? Um, and uh, I had a couple of little texts from him to say what to wear. What, so, to keep warm? Yep. So, he's a lean man as well. Yeah, he is. A, he's a very lean man. Very lean. Too lean sometimes, I think. Um, but yeah. Sorry. No. <laughs> yeah. That's just, that's just the way he's built and the way he operates. Um, easy to get through little gaps. He can eat, though. He can eat. Apparently, he can get... There's there's not a fence in Europe he can't get through, so he's actually be... <laughs> easy, yeah, easy to get through windows. But, um, yeah, sent me a, a little note to say that it was um, some sort of fabric. Now, momentarily, I've forgotten what it is, but while I keep talking... I know you mentioned your merino wool. Merino, there we are. On Thank you, you mentioned it on telly Thank the other day. David. So he said, merino wool, long johns. Maybe He said, maybe just get them a little size bigger. You know, it doesn't have to be too tight. Give you a little bit of extra room in there for manoeuvre. Uh, yeah. Went on Amazon straight away and uh, got some delivered the next day. Wore them. And I wouldn't say I was warm because I think it was something like minus two. But it was certainly better than warmer than I've had in all previous outings. So I had merino wool, long johns on. I also had some merino wool socks, which I had anyway. Um, I think I think it was like Danish endurance. And I had a pair of Giesvein, I think they're called, merino Giesvein. wool boots on. Boots? Lined yeah. boots? Yeah. I noticed they were they were black with a white sole, weren't they? Yeah. Yeah. Because Sar meant, mentioned your um, scarf, didn't she? You All I wanted bit. to say was, don't touch me. But I thought that was a bit too passive-aggressive. Yeah, a little bit these days. I'm watching Narcos Mexico. Sorry, Narcos Mexico at the moment. Enjoying it? And... When they go out on the piss, they've yeah they've either got really cool silk shirts on or they do dress with scarves like yours. Yeah, you were quite Del Monte Cali drug cartel, weren't you? You told me you told me I got to dress sharp because Oogs is there. Oogs. Yeah. The thing with pro- the the problem with Ugo, the problem with Ugo is that he wears some amazing gears, and then he wears normal boring stuff like the rest of us, mm. and looks better in it because clothes just look great on him, and it's a problem. It's a problem for yeah. He looked us. bigger than me as well. Because he had about eight layers on, he had a massive jacket. But he's got a really bad back at the moment, fella. So he's uh, that's why he couldn't do strict finish strictly. He's got a bad back. Was it so, really? Yeah, genuinely. So he can't oh. um, he can't lift as much. He can't lift and train as much as normal. Yeah. So he probably will have lost some weight. But the thing is, he'll start training, and six weeks later, be he'll on, be a beast again. He'll be on Britain's strongest man. It's another problem. It's another problem. Mm. He'll be he'll be in great. I mean, he's in good nick now. Just. Annoying, but in a nice, friendly way. Yep. So anyway, thank you, Andrew, um, of the Cotters, for your Merino Will advice. Gabby Gabby Logan wore, I probably told you this, she wore, um, she had an electric gilet. Yeah, So I've she had them. charged it up and the electric gilet, and she, I think she had trousers as well, I can't remember, but she had the electric gilet on, mm. serious gear, but then I think her arms and hands were freezing. But Yeah, but it, I don't get it on the chest. Or the upper body. I get it in the knees and the ankles and the toes. Tom, Tom, listen to me, okay? This is this is where you learn. Is this, about, is this about forearms again? No. Losing all the heat from your forearms? No. Experiment. Two experiments 
right? One is this this one is related directly. Bloke I read about it or watched it on telly or something. You started off like a joke then. No, bloke works in so man walks into a research centre in Antarctica. So this bloke works at let's just call it the North Pole. It's minus ten million. So you got so beard. every day big yeah, white yeah. beard. It's called Grizzly. It's called Grizzly Adams. <laughs> he Saint, walks um Saint real Nicholas. name Gareth. St. Nicholas. He walks he walks every day to record weather data at this weather station on the North Pole. And this is not a joke. This is something I watched or read or whatever it was. And every day he gets there and he has to tap numbers in and record things. And it's really difficult because mm. his fingers don't work brilliantly because it's so cold. So he's got the best gloves going. You know, he's got the insulates. He's got the insulates in the shell station. Caffy gloves are the best. He's got, so he's got the best gloves and all that. And still his hands are unbelievably cold and all that. And then... That then it's the whole don't put your coat on till you go outside or you won't feel the benefit mm. so as a piece of research what someone tells him to do is put his coat on indoors a good amount of time before he's going to leave so he's verging on too hot you don't want to be sweating because then your sweat will freeze out, out there but you want to be hot right before you start sweating then leave the house your core is then warm and it gets a head start and it stays warmer and pumps blood to your extremities with more efficiency so he got to the end, in the end, he put his coat on half an hour before he left the house. And by the time he got to the research center, his fingers worked perfectly, having worn the same gloves. So literally keep your core warm and your hands and feet will be warmer. <laughs> I don't agree with you there. What do you mean don't agree? It's research. I'm fine. I, like, I don't feel the cold on my upper body. It's just, so you're telling That's, me, if, if, you're telling me right. It's not my point. What's your point then? Put your jacket on before you go out. No, if you've got cold hands and feet, yeah, warm your core up. Put your jacket on early. I had a jacket on. It was about an put hour it on and a half. earlier before you go out, and your hands will be less cold. I was an hour and a half into the game, mate. Get out! I just seen someone open your door. Get out! Um, it's about an hour and a half into the I'll game. I'll have it. I'll have it. I'll have it. I'll have it. Right. I've got a delivery coming. I'm gonna. I'm gonna buy a jacket now just for this purpose and if yeah and if i'm boiling hot and i got cold feet then um your your experiment is um is flawed mate but i got i got for my birthday last year i've got some thermals and i've hardly ever had a chance to wear them so i wore them at exeter on saturday night oh my god mate i was sweating my ass off i was so it wasn't even cold people are what people weren't wearing hats or gloves or anything and i was like it's going to be freezing at cheese tonight mm. put them on Gutted, boiling hot, and I couldn't take him off then because I was on live telly. Winter's coming. The oh, the other thing was. All right, Where's Dave Barnes. Two remember Dave Barnes? Remember Dave Barnes? Yeah, yeah. Prop. He did the marathon de Saab, the desert marathon mm. thing, six in seven days, whatever it is. After he retired, said it wasn't that bad. Um, bit of an endurance freak or massive endurance freak. Amazingly fit, tough bloke. He uh, got sponsored by Skins. They got him and his mates he did it with got sponsored by skins mm -hmm. and they're going into the desert where it's nine million degrees right what color would you imagine all of their skins equipment was you'd imagine white it would be white all of it black we now know i believe i remember him telling me they know that actually black doesn't absorb the heat whatever it does i forget what it quite what it is but all of the kit they were given so it was proven that the best kit for them would be black and they all wore black kits. So if someone could do the research on that and let us know, well, contrary to popular are they alive? wisdom. Are they alive? 
Two of them died a heat stroke. Yeah. Day three. Um, yeah, they all made it. They all made it. Okay. All right. So yeah. I'm just saying there are things there are things you don't know and there are things I don't know. So let's not pretend we know it all. Okay. I think black does conduct heat though. Maybe not in that format, but hang on. You Google it. You just let someone Google it and text us. Okay. Um, yes, yeah. I can't be bothered. Look, big days, big week here, Tommy. It's a big week in my house this week. I know. Do you know why I know? Why? Because I'm on top of admin and it is your 42nd birthday on Friday. Oh, that wasn't what I meant. Oh. Yes, it is. Danny Danny Grucock texted me last night. All right, Dave, was it your birthday on the 14th? No. Uh, 21st? Yeah. He says, cool. In case I forget, happy birthday, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I might do mine now as well. Happy birthday. Yeah, I don't really not mad on birthdays. Um, no, the... Uh, Suckling pig? Coming? Work starts. Mm-hmm. No, Guy Mercer, the my builder, my old teammate. Mm-hmm. He starts work on Wednesday morning on the new kitchen, uh, which is great. The ground floor. Unfortunately, it's a twelve-week project, so we're moving into the basement for twelve weeks. So there's not really enough room for us. But but the outdoor kitchen begins uh, tomorrow. They start putting out. Harry, from a company, there's lots of people that could do it. There's a million people that could do it. But I met a guy called Harry who worked for a company called Grand Escapes. They're miles away, like overpass London. Mm-hmm. And I was like, look, if you're willing to make the trip, I like the cut of your jib. You know what you're on about. There's no mucking about. Communicated really well with Guy, the builder. And I was like, mate, so he's just getting a travel lodge tonight. We're all going out for a curry and they're banging it up tomorrow. Yeah, I've seen cool the patio up. being laid, like number 25 Cromwell Street in Gloucester. <laughs> <laughs> well done. <laughs> Shh. Uh, Hiding get- in plain sight. <laughs> Wait till they come around with the x-ray machine. Ooh. No, no, no. Don't, don't need one of those. Don't need one of those. You can't use those unlisted buildings. Oh, yeah. I'm really looking forward to seeing this. Um, now, yeah, I've seen it on Instagram. So I've seen it's it's flat. You've got a, a patio slab of slabs that's laid flat. What are you having? Is it going to be shut off completely or is it going to be an open sort of wall? It's going to be over to one side on one of the garden walls. It's going to be, obviously, it's got two ends. It's got a back to it and it's got an overhanging roof a cladded roof um i let my neighbors choose the cladding because they sort of look onto it a bit and Mm. i gave them one option they said they liked and then two months later said we really don't like that so i've had to change it um Uh, look i'm i'm blocking out all your sun but you can choose my cladding i'm not actually i'm not i'm i've been i've almost gone too far with consulting them on what it's going to look like and i'm putting up bespoke pre-painted trellising for them and all sorts of stuff and it's like i've actually genuinely gone too far with it um you don't, why do you say bespoke why can't you just say trellising no not trellising had some trellising delivered no oh. i'm afraid that's been rejected we're in the garden he's like no it's wrong and it doesn't match the rest of it so i was like right where do you get this and it's like well you have to have it made we had this made and i was like oh my god mm-hmm. so they are lovely it's not their fault but uh christ i've got in a bit deeper than i thought on that being a good neighbor anyway so um it's space and it's got uh, a yeah, overhanging roof but it's and it's all like and I'll show you, but it's all like mix match off cutty type woods, like quite sort of reclaimed randomly. So it's not immaculate. Mm. It's going to get bashed up. I'll hang some festoon lighting on it, sort of cheap and cheap and cheerful, but it's got a couple of grills, but I have concrete worktops. There's an account called concrete carrot on um, Instagram, Toby. Yeah. And I know Toby and he's coming to do the concrete. I don't know, where I imagine it is like you'd have say six or seven Palmer hang hams hanging down from it as well. <laughs> 
it'll be quite rustic. <laughs> it'll be quite rustic, and it won't be. It won't. I won't have any Parma hams hanging down. On You'll that. have just a some sort of carcass hanging there. Like, uh, what's the what's the program we watch on Netflix when you, the guy just goes out and shoots things? Uh, meat eater. Meat eater. Yeah, just like that. <laughs> just a couple of deer hanging off it. What's this? Oh, a couple, yeah, I popped down a load Rich- of ducks, a load of pheasants. <laughs> popped down Richmond Park earlier. Yeah, got Fenton. Yeah, so it'll be. I've basically I've t- I've decided what I wanted, designed yeah. it, and then I've actually pulled it right back. I've reined it right back because it was actually like, this is silly now, and it's not because we live in town. It's not a huge garden. It's like this is silly now. You've got a. At one point, it was going to be seven and a half meters by three meters, and it's like this is ridiculous because there's not actually enough space. Yeah. So. And the chances yeah, are, furniture started coming and all that. Chances are, like in four years' time, you'll have to knock it down and put some football goals up anyway. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just can't ever move out now. But it's there's but the the rest of the gardens. That's like a third of the garden, and then the rest of the garden is beyond it. It's like a strip garden, town garden. You know, you've seen it, and it's just an absolute war zone. Oh. I spoke to Marius this morning, my mate from Romania, and I said, "Can you do gardening? Yes. You do painting? Yes." Patio, yes. Car wash. I said, yes. do you do everything? And he's like, and he's like, he goes, I have somebody for every job, and every job they've done has been absolutely amazing. We like it. So kill- like- <laughs> we like it killing neighbours. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, we're sitting off the elderly. No problem. Um, yeah. So uh, yes, that's good. Exciting week, but there's quite a lot going on, you know. And we've got, I've got a Kamado Joe filming day on um, oh, Wednesday. Do you know what you're making? Grilling. Don't know. No, don't know. Doing it with George North, um, Dylan Hartley, I think, John Barkley. Um, All in one location or online? Like We're doing it at uh, Powley's house, Matt Powell's house. Oh, the guy, ben from Commando, Ben Forte was like, right, we need to hire a place. I was like, mate, use your mate's garden. Yeah, He's fine, got loads of room and it's nicely positioned for me, but it's just Will you take him up easier. to the top bedroom? Show him the scene of the crime. <laughs> Give me a little tour, like Anne Frank's bedroom. Your sick tank. <laughs> We've left it as it was. That's gone through the floorboards now. <laughs> um, have you been watching The Tourist at all? No, I haven't started yet. I haven't okay. finished American Rust, so I can't start it yet. What's it like? It's okay. Different. Um, it's much better than Stay Close, I thought. Apparently, everyone is saying on Twitter just today... Um, that it's terrible. But I love Jimmy Nesbitt. Um, mm. It was okay. I do. I just couldn't finish it. I, there was better things to occupy my time at the moment. Um, so I've got that. I'm also, I'm, I've just started uh, something like Murder in Times Square. That's on Netflix. Um, it's yeah. about murder in 1979. Yeah, Is some, it good? Something like the 4th of December, 1979 in Times Square. Yeah, it's quite good. It's a documentary. And have I've you heard been, of yellow jackets? Yeah, you got them on your teeth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have I ever told you that story? Yeah. Oh, mate. Oh. I've done it before. We don't need to do it again. I mean, I, oh, I'm, I'm God, trying to have mine whitened next week. Are you really? Yeah. But I don't know how it's going to go. I mean, I need a good hammer taken to him as well, mate. <laughs> I've been watching, sorry, I've just been watching World War II in Colour, Road to Victory, which is quite good. 
um, if you like your history. It's on Netflix. And it's, what did I watch? I watched one on um, <laughs> I watched one on the Battle of the Atlantic. really good about how they dealt with uh, U-boats and the wolf packs. Stuff, stuff in the Atlantic. And um, the Battle of the Philippine Sea. Which okay. Really, which is more okay. America than Britain. Um, all right. Um, American Rust is really good. It's got Jeff Daniels in it, who's amazing. The lady, I can't remember her name from ER. She's brilliant. It is slow. It is slow going. Like they could have mm. knocked it out in six episodes, but they haven't. Um, mm. But it is good. And Narcos Mexico. I'm half. I'm three episodes into season two. Really good. Mm. Crime scene. The Times Square Killer was the one. Um, I've watched one of Afterlife. Yep. I haven't. Um, I haven't had a chance to watch the rest of it. And also Creed from Steve Coogan is out as well. Which I'm what's that? Make my. Colm Stafford from Premier Sport, head of production, and oh, and, and also travel. I think it goes under the oh. um, alias of Amy. Uh, yeah, he texts me about it. It's a it must be a comedy with Coogs in it. But Creed, okay, mm. it might not be. I mean, he has Is done it, some serious. It might be stuff. Greed or Creed. I think he's just. Um, I think it's Seed. He's actually. Uh, I think it's Bleed. He's um, actually an amazing actor. It's greed, it is, mate. <laughs> Close enough. <laughs> <laughs> That'll do. Uh, I thought it was about. I thought it was a boxing documentary when you said the first. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. I've got okay. list of list of bloody stuff piling up to watch at the moment, but I'm only getting one hour a night in, really, which is not good enough. I must mm. work on that. If that rugby. Yeah. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. <coughs> yeah, look, we ain't got to go mad, Tommy, but uh, your game, uh, we ain't got to cover them all, mad. but... I Firstly, I'm I'm really pleased for Newcastle beating Beeritz in the Challenge Cup. It's good stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But your game was a bit mad, wasn't it? A little bit mad, mate. A little bit mad. Especially when a team doesn't touch the ball for eight minutes in that first half. Unreal. Never seen anything like it. The, yeah. the only time they had a touch in the first half was off the kickoff when it went through Seb Davis's hands. For eight minutes then, all Quinns. But Carf did really well to get back into it, actually. Um, brilliant game. Um, shackles were off. I don't know if we mentioned that um, enough times. You mentioned that. Um, and five tries apiece, three points being the difference. And, and look, there was a chance with 10 minutes to go for Cardiff to put it two scores ahead. They didn't. They went to the corner. But Yeah, why? 
yes, right, the wins are important, but it would have been an almighty ask then to go to to lose and get a bonus point victory if they stand any chance in qualifying in the top eight. So mm. uh, they were positive all game. I don't see the the problem in it. They went for the corner, but just couldn't quite see the game out. They had opportunity, and Quinns came back right at the death. They kicked it, and I was thinking, why are you kicking it? And then Josh Adams runs back into traffic. All of the Cardiff players are just holding off. Turnover ball, Marcus Smith slots it. So a um, little bit disappointed for them because they probably did enough to win it, but you know Quinns are going to come back, and you know Marcus Smith somehow going to have a massive involvement in winning it. Um, Owen Lane looked really good. Like Didn't he, yeah. Proper good. So did Ray Lilo, actually, and uh, Willis Hallahollow. Both centres did well. Jared Evans and Tomas Williams launching attacks. You know, clever, clever play, targeting. Sort of the outside shoulder of Marcus Smith a couple of times. And they did well. They did really well, but not quite enough to, to see it out. But positive performance. Yeah, and... Like I enjoy, I really enjoy. Always enjoy watching Jared Evans play. Uh, Lane was great, and the, as you said, the midfield was great. But then there is something about the great players. Like there's something about Marcus Smith. I know he's young, and it's like Jared Evans, wicked fly off, mm. but going forward, ball in hand. Um, but there's something about Marcus Smith where you just think he is going to do something. He mm. is going to do something. He'll either score, he'll either score or create a score and win it. Or he'll do something unbelievable and someone else won't quite be on his level and it won't work. Like, what a player. He had like, so many options. He could have crossfield kicked for his try, but he doesn't. Yeah. He steps back inside. Uh, I think Cardiff were down to a yellow card. Then they had two yellows. I think um, uh, Quinn's only had one, which was Don Brown. But yeah, look, he, he just finds space. Mate. He's got a habit of finding space and instinctively brilliant. Like, so difficult to stop. Yeah, because he's just he's just constantly moving. Oh man, he's wonderful. He's mm. the first two tries were crossfield kicks, as you can imagine. And like I said in commentary, like when Esther Hazen's running straight at you, you know he's coming, right? You, you just know he's coming. But sometimes you just can't stop him, even though you know it's coming. It's the same with those crossfield kicks. You know he's going to yep. throw them out there. But when they're done so well, you know it's. The wingers don't have to check. The ball's right there. They don't have to cut back inside. And the worst thing you want it defensively to happen is you turn your back on the kick because then you lose sight of it. You lose sight of everything. And twice they did that and twice they scored from it. So it's And it's also a bit like there are lots of elite fly halves, you know, pro fly halves who've had long careers and had lots of money and got lots of caps and all that who once the crossfield kick is on, it is happening. And that is a bit like, in a sense, you know, some second rows, lots of second rows don't call lineouts at all, even the pros. Of the ones that do, there will be a number of them who have basically decided what the call is before they get to the lineouts. So they will have A and B, a yes or a no, a check and all that. But they will have decided which option they're going to take. Then you get the elite guys like the Borthwicks, the Ben Kays who get in there, George Cruz, get in there, Paul O'Connell was the same, and read it on the spot. You literally watch body language and make a call. Willie John. Yeah, um, Paul Ackford. You you literally, Cobus Visa, you literally make a call on the spot looking at body language and gaps, and that's that's the level above. Marcus Smith is like, well, those crossfield kicks coming, you know they're coming, so I'll tell you what we'll do. 
I will stand wider, I'll drop back and cover that and he will skewer you in that 13 channel. He'll then put the ball where the space is and you're knackered either way. Do you know where it's good is that you're right, like it's not pre-called. There's a player there and you know they just expect it because of what they've done. But there's movement outside him as well and that movement is like a genuine passing option. So that that sort of introduces the defensive third in a winger into it and all of a sudden they're thinking, right, they're running it. You know, I'm going to have to step in now. And then he throws a kick in there. So, you know, if if the back line's just spread and he gets the ball, it, it's quite obvious what's going to happen. You know, he's going to crossfield kick it. But when you've got um, dummy runners and, and movement outside, it just keeps wingers and centres interested enough that they can't leave their player and sprint wide. So, yeah. He's, yeah uh, the, um, the best ones, yeah. mate, are the ones where kicking is the second option. They're looking to run it. It's not on. Put boot to ball. They're the best. They're the best kicks because they're done so instinctively and so quick. Yeah, um, agree. Uh, Chiefs just smashed Glasgow to bits in that oh, second half. Didn't Bath, they? Bath lost again. Um, Jack Noel looked amazing, by the way. Um, and Wasps' victory against Toulouse was absolutely monumental. When you think who they haven't got playing, I think that was just another. What amazing are you saying about the Umaga cards, mate? Um. <sighs> No comment. It's fine. You don't have to comment. You no. Can say no. Um, I wouldn't mind having another look at it. I haven't seen it since yesterday and I kind of looked at it okay. once and didn't look at it again. No. Do you know what it felt like? A complete accident. Um, and he probably wasn't low enough, but he got, didn't, the guy he nutted got tackled by someone else and knocked mm. into him. He's, he's, I, he's, he's trying to move his head out the way. and I always find that should be mitigated, really. Yeah, he's trying to move his head out the way, I thought. And it, head and head collision happens, which you, you're trying to get away from. Um, I think red possibly was a little bit harsh and maybe a yellow was sufficient. But then I thought Joe Marler's swinging arm was a red <laughs> against blues. Uh, blues, I can't have rugby, so maybe I got that Stop one wrong. Stop calling him blues. Maybe blues. I got that one wrong a little bit, but um, he apologised, so it's all fine. By the way, when, when I was watching you, Ali and uh, Ugo were commentating on Friday night and they were checking the offside for the Owen Lane try, I was like, oh, he's miles onside. And then you said, no, no, we're looking at the wrong guy. It's the guy inside the kick. Mm. Oh, yeah, we're all looking at Josh Adams. And I reckon everyone watching that game, all 319,000 of them, that's the numbers, all looks were all looking at the wrong person until you pointed it out. I certainly was. And then... As soon as you look, you thought, oh my God, he's clearly offside. Yeah. And the referee, I don't think, I honestly think the referee was looking at Josh Adams, not Owen Lane. Yeah, I th- he, was talk- he was talking about someone being pushed as well. So he's going, he was pushed um, forward, so that's okay. But yeah, I mean, it, it was offside by a, a, a step, a size yeah. 11 boot. But you win some, um, you lose some. So Wasps, monumental. Mm. Alfie Barbary is a freak show. He's he fantastic. Is, um, and Leicester were going to lose. That was it. Leicester had lost that game, um, but they seem to find ways to win at the moment. I don't. I don't think they look as good as they did six or eight weeks ago. But who cares? They're still winning. Um, they a fantastic win for them. I mean, I don't quite know how they dug it out. Um, but blooming good on them, Tommy and Harry Randall was fan. Sorry, oh, Harry mate. Randall was fantastic for really Bristol. Good. Wow, what really good. That inside ball for Purdy. Yep, didn't even look on. Um, looked like a no-look pass as well. Uh, Ulster, I reckon that's their best performance of this season to date. They've been up and yeah. down a little bit. Not quite. They've been winning, but not really 
looking that convincing. They lost last week to Munster. Munster were down to 14 men. And I think I think that was their best 80-minute performance. Balakoon, brilliant. Set up a couple yep. of tries. Scored one yep. himself. Uh, Mike Lowry. Uh, no scrum hat this weekend, which not used to seeing him. But Mate, you can't wear scrum hats anymore, mate. It's terrible for the brand. Unless you're Jack Noel and you've got Red Bull and everyone knows. Mm. No one knows who you are. So like Josh van der Fleer, unbelievable rugby player. Mm. He could walk past you in the street. You wouldn't know who he was. Tyg Furlong, you know who he is, mate. Mm. Get the hat off. Get the brand working. Yeah. Life you, after boy. rugby boy. With you. I mean, I'm talking rubbish. But, um, um, yeah. I think North Northampton Saints, so Chris Boyd is leaving. I really like Chris Boyd. Love listening to him talk. Very bright guy. Very modest guy and all that. But I just... It just isn't happening for them. That is a game that Ulster played well. I know that. I saw they it. Ulster still got McCloskey, Stockdale, um, Stockdale, Cooney, Allison, Henderson to come back as well. Yeah, they they look good. Mm. But Saints should Saints should win that game. They should see that game off. And that's not a comment on Ulster, but they should be more difficult to beat. And it's almost mm. like they've they've played some lovely stuff under Chris Boy, but they've never consistently developed that steel that you do need. You just do need it. Hutchinson um, looked good. Scored a nice try towards the end. He's proper class, isn't he? Yes, I, I can't. I can't see why he's not involved with Scotland as much as he probably should be. Like he's yeah. often in squads, extended squads, but he never really gets a full run of game. And maybe that's because there's Chris Harris there, um, Sam Johnson. It was it was actually quite quiet. I thought at the weekend for Glasgow. But yeah, but they got bashed. I know. It's strange yeah. that because Edinburgh and Glasgow, um, Jim Hamilton said they're in a phenomenal place, um, but he only means. Uh, in the URC I didn't realise he meant in general um, he was just earmarking them as being in phenomenal places yeah I mean but they got I mean they got smashed to bits by Chiefs who were really on it but um, Danny Danny Wilson the coach said called it a complete collapse is what he called it which you don't often mm. um, hear actually about him. Um, but yeah the Leinster Montpellier game, wow, I mean, great to watch. Great to watch for the neutral because there's just so many points. Um, but you just think, I mean, there are there are some proper players in the Montpellier team. That yeah. you know, Niriashvili, Gerardo, Thomas is a proper front row. Lemus Taylor on the bench. These are proper players. Um, but there's quite a few guys there who aren't um, the main guys. But also, it's about the attitude with which you play, and it was a complete concession, wasn't it? They just absolutely. You're worried in it about Leinster because they haven't played for such a long time because of COVID reasons. You know that they, they weren't allowed out uh, in the first game. Uh, I can't remember where that was. It might have even been Montpellier, um, even though they had 23 fits. So they had to forfeit that game 28 nil, even though they were claiming they had uh, clear cases. Uh, an independent panel said that. Uh, they couldn't and at the forfeit the game had they waited a little bit longer they would have got two points anyway uh, for the draw but uh, they did the right yeah. thing I suppose in, in what they knew when um, but you, you just wonder sometimes is that going to have a detrimental effect to the way they play and oh my geez bonus point after 20 minutes yeah I mean never write not, them off mate do you not? I mean, there's some. There are again some proper boys in that Montpellier team. Like I, you know, the only mm. the only guy the guys I know best would be Emery Thomas, Gerardo, Nuri Ashvili. You, I watch those guys a lot, and they are all proper. They're top notch. They're proper tough blokes. Mm. But 
there was certainly some there were some lads on that field that just were not there to play against Leinster at all. They did not want to be there at all. Really surprising. Yeah, I think um, try of the tournament so far, try of the weekend was um, Bordeaux. Did you see that? Um, oh, what a try. Goodness me. Yeah, you won't get better than that. Goodness me. Worth looking up on social media. Goodness me. Cameron Wokey. He's lovely as well. Lovely but player. But just player. the hands, the depth of players, of support lines as well. You know, no one's mm. too flat. You know, they keep the ball alive. Even when they get tackled, there's someone coming around. You know, Jalibert's pegging it around the corner with really good depth. Gets a, an offload and just is able to hit the pace, uh, hit the line at pace, gets through the Scarlet's defence, then it's just interlinking play. But... That was beautiful to watch. And Scarlet's, you know, realistically, they're never going to go to Bordeaux and uh, and win that. They, they get pretty much hammered 45-10. Uh, but Bordeaux looked really good, really powerful um, with some some quality individual players as well. It'd be interesting to see who France pick, mate. This is for the Six Nations now because a lot of teams... Well, Wales and Scotland will, will sort of pick itself, as will Italy, I think, uh, with the amount of players they've got. England, you know, it, they've got quite a big player base to, to pick from. But yeah, you know really who's going to be the core of that team. Yeah. Uh, France, no idea, mate. No idea. Like, do they... Uh, Damien Penault played in the centre at the weekend. Um, does he play in the centre for France or do they stick with, like, Geofiku and Vakatawa? Um, who's going to play 10? Entomac, Jalibert, your wingers then, Teddy Tomac coming back in, who was good at the weekend. Um, still not used to seeing him with a shaved head. Mm, I don't like it. I don't like it. I liked his dreads. You know, front row, second row, back row. Just don't know. Just don't know because they've got. Don't know, mate. Don't know, do we? Loads of players on form. But can they come together as a team? Don't know, do we, boy? No. Don't know, boy. We just don't no. know, boy. Um, look, what are you doing this week, mate? What's on? Nada. No games this weekend for for Big T. I might start calling myself that. Uh, might play golf, though. You sound like Boris Johnson calls himself Big Dog now, doesn't he? Operation Save Big Dog, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> well, pork chop. Um, yeah, I'm not doing any games this weekend, actually. I might... Um Bit of family time, Tommy's quite nice, isn't it? I was around all weekend for for family time. What do we do? Uh, I went for a nice walk down oh. Ca- Castel Koch, which is it's called um, me? Welsh for the Red Castle. You know, on the motorway when you pass when you come past Cardiff, you know, like, looks like you a went, fairy just castle. Went for a walk up by the M4. Yeah, lovely. Right, yeah, lovely. Cook some ribs. Um, you might have seen them. Ooh. Oh, I saw those. Oh yeah, I was them then. Could eat them like a giraffe, like just taking off leaves from a spiky branch just with your tongue like that. oh god beautiful mm. bloody lovely boy well done mm. well done fella um yeah okay okay um i'm um i'm gonna walk my dog now and i'm gonna i do my best to book a holiday mm. i never book holidays never book holidays you go to devon every year mate one. yeah we're going away this year though and i'm going to try and book a trip away I'm going to book a holiday, a whole family holiday, but it's three kids like you now, mate. It's five flights I've got to book. Killer. Uh, Especially no. when you're only flying first class. Hattie can sit in your lap. Sorry, on your partner's lap, fiance's lap. Where are you going to go? No, I'm busy on flights. Well, do you know what I did the other week? I want to go I want to go to the Caribbean. Um, mm. 
so I've never been. The kids really want to go there and all that, and it looks cool. But I've uh, yeah, play cricket with like coconuts and bits I'll of driftwood. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. It. Yeah. So, <laughs> so you want to uh, go around telling everyone lobsters on the South Beach. I just want to wear a grass skirt for for six weeks. No, but I want to go. I, I, so I went on this. Uh, say Jimmy Carr, like, can't you just say? You know, that. I just put in great good hotels in Antigua, like yeah. family resorts, whatever. And I found this Seven one class uh, called I don't know what it's Jumby Bay or something like that. And I was like, oh, just I'll just have a look. So right, two adults, three kids. So you can't have separate rooms because they're too young. You basically need a, a villa. Basically, so you got three beds, whatever. So you got that, uh, two beds and a cot. So you, okay, fine. Dot that, seven nights. No flights yet. I'm thinking flights will come later on. And it was like, okay, it looks good. It doesn't look crazy amazing. This place just looks really nice. And the gallery's quite limited on photos, but I was like, it looks really cool. Got a pool and a beach, all the kids want. Nice food, all inclusive, great. And I booked it and it was seven and a half grand for a week. And I was like, God, that sounds a bit punchy. I never knew holidays were this much. I was like, Christ, I don't know about that. Um, that's a bit much. Anyway, I realised a few minutes later that it was seven and a half grand a night. Yeah. <laughs> I was looking at the wrong place, boy. I'm looking at the wrong place. I know. Um, and I thought, do you know what I thought? I'll hit book now just to see if they're actually available, which I would never book. Yeah. And it was like unavailable on these dates. Sold out, mate. Bahamas <laughs> and the Caribbean is really good for water sports as well, which I know you're into. So plenty yep. of opportunity for that as well. Yeah. Why don't you just... Why don't you Dave just, Barnes is... Spain. Dave Barnes got a house in the Bahamas. Um, so I've actually been there before. It was awesome. Necker um, Island. Do you want me to sort you out there? Yeah, well, I'm, I've, I've texted Dick, uh, but he's DB, but he is bloody... <laughs> you know where busy, he is? He's busy bugger. He's up in orbit at the moment. Yeah, of course he is. Um, just next to Jupiter. No, so he would be. I don't know where we'll go. I don't know where we'll go, Tommy. We might just go down Tenerife's. Longleat, Centre Park. Go down Longleat's, boy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got big ideas, and then someone asked me for 10 grand to book it, and I don't want to do that. I'm off so, to no. Portugal. When? Mm. Oh, don't say the date in case you get robbed. Um, you said it now. Um, you got someone house sitting there, haven't you, with Rottweilers? I'll just delete this out, mate. It's fine. <laughs> In the summer holidays. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, going to Portugal. Okay, Val de Lobon. <laughs> You've been there, have you? When I got you, like... When will you make I Hugh Jardon? Hugh <laughs> Janus. I got, I got like, attacked is the wrong word, but all caught kind of attacked once. I was in the back of a taxi on a, like, a pre-season trip, whatever. Yeah. We queued up for a taxi, and as we get in the taxi, this bloke was like, it's my car, it's my taxi. I was like, oh, mate, we're in front of the queue. We weren't pissed or anything. And this guy was like, yeah, and we'd, we'd all get in the car. He's my cab. And I was like, mate, you, there's a queue there. We queued. And the driver's just like, get in, and he's pissed. Anyway, the bloke opens the door, and he reaches in, and I think he's going to chin me, and he actually grabs me around the throat, this guy. Yeah. So I was sitting down in the back of a car, phone in one hand, dropped the phone, and I'm like, I can't really get out because he's quite big, and he's like pushing, pushing my throat into the back of the car. So... What I did was, Tommy, I grabbed him by his collar yeah. of his like T-shirt, and this is probably inappropriate for um, for a podcast, but it did happen. And I was like, and there was no one helping. Everyone else laughing in the taxi, but he was like trying to get his other hand in to chin me with it. Yeah. So I just sort of pulled him into the taxi yeah, a bit. Good idea. And just what I do. Sla- just slammed his head in the door a few times and put him down, put him back on the curb. You Worked gotta, out all right in the end. You've got to bring him into your space, mate. Close court combat. <laughs> exactly. I just slammed his head in the door. A bit of a Vinnie Jones job. I didn't like stand up and slam it on him until he was dead. 
People but work I, on that, mate. That's something for you to work on, like your close quarter stuff, your inch punches, that sort of stuff. Yeah, you, you're good at haymakers. You'd be good in a, a big area, like a ring. But when it gets up close, that's when you... Uh, well, I was trying to bite him. I was trying to bite yeah, him. Growl. Growl. Yeah, growl. Yeah, give me your bugger. I was trying to bite his ears off. Yeah. Um, I sort of thought he was joking, but didn't quite know. And then he, he tried to pull my um, larynx out. So it was perfect. He was perfectly. He was his head was just perfectly in the gap between the door and the frame. Bring him into your space, mate. Well done. <laughs> know your exits. Unfortunately, <laughs> he was in my exit. <laughs> he was in the only exit. The other one was blocked by a massive rugby player. That was the night uh, Andy Beatty saw Alan Shearer. Alan Shearer was drinking in the next bar, and I can't remember what he did to him, but I think he was like Shearer. You know, it's like you're like, oh, please don't, mate. <laughs> Shearer. <laughs> <laughs> he walked away and he's like you've got to haven't you you've got to <laughs> <laughs> sent him over a couple of drinks yeah he sent him over a pint of Stella a warm pint of Stella yeah, yeah. got four sex on the beach for you Alan from that guy <laughs> over there alright <laughs> <laughs> sure <laughs> leave me alone mate yeah um, oh, alright boy well done yeah hey well um, enjoy your family weekend this weekend yeah nice isn't it and uh, send me some pictures of your outdoor kitchen when it's erected yeah we'll do Erected. I don't we'll want do to that. see it flaccid. Right, mate. I know you don't. All right, boy. Good luck to you. Bye bye. Well done, fella. Bye. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.